Welcome to Electric Sports Talk, your one-stop show for all things sports. Here at Electric Sports Talk, we focus on sports and only sports. And now, here's your host, Ty Crystal. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning back into Electric Sports Talk. It's great to see you guys. It's great to have you guys listening. Of course, hit that rate and subscribe button. And, uh, you know, let's get into the show. This is, you know, just kind of an extension of the show that we put out Monday. If you guys missed that, we broke down a little bit of what's going to happen in the Trinidad game as far as, you know, some of the Trinidad roster, what we can expect to see in that game, the full roster release of the 25 total players for the senior team that will be in that game. We talked a little bit about how we hope to see another game uh, added to the schedule. Hopefully, by the time this episode goes out, we'll have two games to look forward to. Uh, But, you know, can't be picky in these COVID times. We're just happy to have sports back. Um, Yeah, so nothing too big for me. Uh, This is just, you know, the episode of us talking about some player movement, some guys that, you know, might potentially make moves, are being monitored, have made moves, where they're at, what's going on with some of these players. Um, now there'll be some there'll be some names on these lists on this list that I've compiled that you guys know that you're familiar with. You know, Brandon Aronson's at RB Salzburg now. Yeah, we all know who Brandon Aronson is. But then there's Ethan Wadey at you know at the youth reserves for Chelsea. Do you know who that is? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you do, and if you do, cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna be the rundown, guys. We're gonna we're gonna talk about different positions. We'll break it down position by position. Talk about the players in this position. What's going on with potential movement already moved, or you know, what they could do in the end of this window or the summer window. So there's a lot to get to. Um, this might be a little bland for some people. I do understand this. This is just kind of something that I've been thinking about doing. If you guys like it, though, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Um, if I miss some people, if you want to hear about some different people that I don't say, you know, let me know. Electricsportstalk at gmail.com is where you can get in touch with me or on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'd love to know your guys' opinions and uh, what you think about could happen with some of these moves because some of them are just speculation, you know. So, Okay. Where we'll start is we'll start at goalkeeper. We'll go to center back, move through the defense. You know, you know the freaking, you know the order, people. You know the order. (laughs) You've been listening to this show before. You know the order. Okay, so you'll get the gist of it as we go through a little better. Maybe. We'll see. Um, Okay, goalkeepers. This will pretty much be rapid fire names. What's going on? You know, why I've included them on this list. Okay, Carlos Dosan. Dos Santos, who plays for Benfica B. Uh, there's speculation that he could move to the MLS. Now, I think he was on the international roster that we did not too long ago when we had, like, the games against Wales and Panama. Uh, I think he was included on that roster, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, he he hasn't quite been able to break through with the Benfica team. Uh, he's been on the B team, so... There's some speculation he might move to MLS, but you know we have to keep in mind this is speculation, nothing confirmed. We'll have to see. A team that he might move to also has not really been said, so maybe it's just you know rumors going around that aren't really valid, uh, you know that we don't really know. Ethan Horvath, Club Bruges, 
uh, goalkeeper from Club Bruges. You know, I think we all know him. Obviously, he had the great Champions League moment this year, earlier this year. No, no, last year. Sorry, 2020. We are in 2021. <laughs> um, but there's some speculation that he could move. Now, on a loan deal, I, I guess I should say, hold on, on a loan deal, um, I think this would be beneficial. Um, you know, it seems like he can't quite get this number one shirt back. Uh, he was making some starts before Ming Leg got there, took over. You know, a loan move might do Horvath a lot of good. There could be even a permanent move. Um, we'll see. The Horvath's got some real talent. As far as goalkeepers go, though, he's still fairly young, right? He's 25. He's got a high ceiling and a lot of time left in front of him. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to be sitting on the bench for too long because then you know your career passes you by. Uh, our next guy, David Ochoa. So David Ochoa, uh, I talked a little bit about him on the last episode. I talked about he he's obviously the goalkeeper of the future. There's speculation that he will be taking the number one shirt. Well, not the number one shirt, but you know the number one starting position for RSL. Now, I know this isn't a move. This isn't really anything that maybe you guys care to hear, but I think it's it's impactful because Ochoa is 20, <laughs> and he could be starting for an MLS team. Uh, the significance of that should not be lost on anyone because when we do think about goalkeepers, there's not a lot of goalkeepers that start right away from a young age, right? Like a lot of them have to wait. They kind of get into their mid-20s before they really start to break out on teams and play a lot. So if Ochoa can get a lot of time at RSL, potentially catch the eye of someone over in Europe and then move, you know, or just get a lot of experience, you know, in between the sticks for RSL, well, guess what? We got a third uh, option goalkeeper for the U.S. Men's National Team that is young, very energetic, and can contribute potentially. So, you know, we'll see. Just wanted to throw that one in there. Uh, Brady Scott, you know, I did put him on this list, but we talked about him in the last episode. You guys know he moved from Colm. It wasn't working out. Ended up in Nashville, and then Austin has now picked him up. Um, but he's also, you know, around Ochoa's age. So it's another guy to watch. I just wanted to, you know, reiterate that point that Brady Scott was a German. He was over in Germany. He was a in the youth system which is producing a lot of Americans over there right now, right? Like a lot of guys are springing up that are American in Germany and playing well. Brady Scott couldn't do it. He's back in MLS. Um, we'll have to see where his career goes. Matt Turner, uh, I mean, this has been reported already. I've already talked about this, but he is getting interest from Europe. He does have a Lithuanian passport. Um, will he make the move? I don't know. I doubt it. Um, might have to have a couple more seasons, good seasons, to maybe convince anyone. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ethan Wadi, Wadey, not quite sure how you say his name, but uh, he's a young goalkeeper that's in the Chelsea youth system right now. He did get loaned out to a low-level team in England called Dartford. Uh, now, I haven't been able to find like any stats about him with this club because it is such a low-level club. Um, but it, it's good, right? Chelsea is known for loaning players out, of course, but with him being 18, so young, it's helpful for young players to get out and get get game time, especially if you're a goalkeeper, right? Like, you want game time. So, uh, I mean, in a lot of ways, you're not going to improve if you don't have that game time. So, you know, I feel like this kid is potentially in the Damien loss, Chitru, Adunso, 
uh, type of you know age group where there's real potential. You know, he's he's a little younger than Ochoa, but he's right around that age as well. So, you know, there's lots of young, good goalkeepers to keep an eye on that are over in Europe, guys. Like, it it is surprising once you start digging into some of the youth squads in Europe how many Americans are on the books. So, it's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, I'm keeping a real eye on this kid and what he's going to do in his career. Because being in this Chelsea... Uh, youth program. I mean, if you don't know, Chelsea does have a phenomenal youth program. They put a lot of players through their program, and then a lot of them, if they don't make the Chelsea team, they are moving on and playing for big clubs. So, you know, I think you know you probably do know about the the loan jokes with Chelsea. It's because they produce so much good talent, and they want to try and keep them around for as long as possible. So, a kid to watch out for. Okay, right backs. Uh, we got Julian Araujo is where we're going to start first. Now, rumor is he's being he is being monitored by a lot of clubs in Spain, uh, and then even some clubs in Germany. Names not super official, but you know this is the report. Obviously, America MLS is becoming a destination point for scouts to watch. Of course, Araujo plays in Los Angeles, which is huge metropolitan area. Uh, it's very easily for scouts and stuff to get to and watch games, I'm sure. So he's on the radar, man. And Araujo has a big potential to move. Um, a little more solid stuff. I saw that there was a... It, it, of course, it is rumor, but it's more solid. That there's heavy interest from Tottenham. Now, another Tottenham, another player that we're familiar with from Tottenham is Cameron Carter-Vickers. Well, no, that didn't really work out. So, do we want to see Araujo move to the Premier League uh, at 19? I don't know. Um, I'm not against it, but you know, if if Jose Mourinho is interested in you, and he is, because obviously, you know, he's going to have a say in these transfers. I would assume. Um, yeah, if he has something, if he has an eye on you, then hey, uh, maybe it's great. So that is something I want you guys to keep in mind with Araujo. Uh, he's on a lot of radars for good reason. Good reason. Uh, Reggie Cannon, obviously he's at Boa Vista. Uh, he's 22. He's drawing interest from Porto, Benfica, sporting uh, all in Portugal, right? But then there's teams in France, Germany, England, that are all interested in him. Uh, there's obviously a lot of upside that people are seeing in Reggie Cannon. He is played very well for Boa Vista from everything I can tell. And he will be a highly sought after commodity once some teams get some money. Um, I think his price tag is going to be high. I think the involvement with the, is it Lil? I feel like it's Lil. Um, but the, the involvement with the club in France will drive his price tag up, right? Because this, team in France is not just going to let him walk away from Bovista if they can bring him over and, and put him in France. So uh, it's, the price has got to be right, obviously. And Reggie Cannon is drawing interest from about every major league that you could say in England, or, excuse me, in Europe, and for good reason, right? Duh. <laughs> the kid's talented and he's great. Uh, so Bri Brian Reynolds, the Dallas right back, uh, he's 19, he's very young, but and, oh well, and plus what he has like ten starts or some something like hardly any professional time, and he's already being sought after. 
very highly regarded by teams, especially in Italy. He's linked to a bunch of places there. And, you know, the bidding war has started over him. Obviously, the favorites are Roma and Juventus in this bidding war. Two of the biggest clubs in not only Italy, but the entire world. And he could potentially play on the first team for both of these these clubs. I mean, we've seen what McKinney has done with Juventus. No reason to think other Americans can't do the same thing, especially a guy like Brian, Brian Reynolds, who is also from the Dallas Academy and everything. So, you know, I... I'm not completely sure like who's winning the, the bidding war because we thought he was going to go to Juventus, right? But now it's coming out that he's going to go to Roma. Stipulations with this, of course, are that if Juventus did get him, they don't have a what they call an EU spot. Uh, Italy restricts the amount of non-Italian, excuse me, non-European players you can have on your teams, and you get so many a season, right? So if they wanted to bring Reynolds on, on their books, they'd probably have to send him out on loan instead of bringing him directly into the fold with the first team. Now, it sounds like Benevito, uh, another team in Italy, in Syria specifically, was interested in taking him on loan for the time being while Juventus, you know, wait till they get a free spot. Now, obviously, um, that could happen, is it the smartest decision? I would say no. I would say it's smarter to go directly into the first team to start to integrate with those players, your coach, right away. Um, and I think that's why Roma is now emerging as the favorite, right? Because he can. they do have a free EU spot for him. Obviously, if they're willing to spend... Now, okay, let's keep this in mind. Do you guys ever wonder why there's not very many players in Italy? It's because of those EU rules, right? Like, those EU spots non-EU player spots are very important. You get a limited number, so you have to bring on players that are important enough to take up that spot. Obviously, each team sees something in Brian Reynolds that is important enough to them to take up that non-EU player spot. So, Roma, he can go in, he can integrate with the first team, he can get to know the coach, he can get to know the system right away. He doesn't have to go out on loan. It'd be phenomenal. Um... I mean, if you had to ask me where I'd rather he go, of course I'd say Juventus just because of the profile of Juventus. Um, but yeah, the loan, the potential loan move is a big turnoff for me. It really is. Um, okay, another guy, Aaron Herrera. So after the reports come out that uh, Aaron Herrera, who is with RSL, he's 23, um, he, so the reports come out that, oh, Reynolds is now going to go to Roma probably. So then Benevito's like, oh, crap, we're not going to have our lone player, right, <laughs> that we were expecting. So now Benevito has come out and said, hey, we're interested in Aaron Herrera. Very interesting. Uh, obviously, uh, like I've said, I'm an RSL supporter. I know Aaron Herrera's game. He's more than good enough to go play in Europe, I think. A lot of people might not know him, but I think he can go play. I think, he'd be con- uh, I think he can be successful in Europe as well. Obviously, Benevito isn't like a high-profile name in Europe, but hey, it's a European spot in Serie A, which, by the way, was rated the best league in the world by some some metrics or something. I don't know, but you know that's not my personal opinion. But that's that's a report I saw. So we'll have to see what happens with Aaron Herrera. He could he could like slide into that spot where 
Brian Reynolds was going to take if he was going to go to Juventus, but now that it seems like he's not, so Aaron Herrera's like, or Benavidez's like, hey, Aaron Herrera, how about you come instead? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, I love it, though. Don't you just love the fact that there's, like, Americans that are wanted by teams and ending up in these big places? It's so cool. So cool. Um, okay, Joe Scali is where we'll go next. I think you guys know this is kind of old news, but, hey, I said that this would be, like, a six-month recap potentially. Uh, he moved to Mönchengladbach. Wow, I murdered that. He moved to Mönchengladbach. Now, obviously, this is a team in Germany. Um, the deal was set in place before the window. He was set to move there when he turned 18 from NYCFC. Uh, the move went for a reported $2 million. Pretty big move for a young uh, right back from America. So there are reports that once he gets integrated into the Nash, uh, into the the first team, uh, a little more familiar with the language, a little more familiar with his coaches, his players, the system, everything, that he has the potential to actually slot in and just start right away. Which wow, that'd be crazy. I mean, Manchin Gladbach is a real contender in the Bundesliga. They are a year in year out potential Champions League type of team. In the Bundesliga, uh, the next thing you know, Joe Scali goes from playing not a ton with NYCFC to actually starting for Mönchengladbach. That'd be that'd be phenomenal. So that's a move to watch, and I'm very interested. Um, okay, uh, another right, American right back that made a move recently, uh, Devin Tatten. He was on a team in Spain. Their name is slipping my mind. Anyways, uh, he moved to Fulham, Fulham America, right? or how they say it, full America or something? I don't know. Anyways, so he moved to Fulham. He's on the U18s right now. He's he's a young player still. He's 17. Um, but, you know, I wanted to mention it because Fulham does seem to have a real appreciation for American talent. It goes back, you know, what, to the, the early thousands when they were getting players there. I mean, Clint Dempsey was huge for Fulham. That's a player that springs to my mind right away. So, by the way, GOAT, Clint Dempsey, I should say, GOAT. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, another guy at Fulham. It's pretty cool. DeAndre Yedlin, he's at Newcastle right now. He's 27, so, you know, he's not old. I feel like we tend to think he's older than he actually is. He's still relatively young. Uh, you know, obviously known as a speedster. There's been a lot of interest from other teams, specifically China, MLS, Turkey, uh, I saw some teams in Mexico are also interested. Now, this is coming from the fact that there seems to be a rift between him and Newcastle. He hasn't been in the team very much. Uh, he's actually starting to get in the team more and play more games, but it still doesn't seem like he's very happy. Um, a move away from Newcastle might do him good. I mean, I don't know how much he's going to factor in the national team moving forward. It kind of seems like he's been lumped into this group of you failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup, so we don't want you anywhere near the team, uh, at least from a fan perspective. But also, the the right-back pool is deepening, and Yedlin is not keeping up. You know, He's kind of going under the water instead of staying above it, like guys like Reggie Cannon, Araujo, Reynolds, Scali, Dest, Herrera. I mean, we can just go on and on and on about the right-backs right now. The pool is, is great for right-backs. Uh, but yeah, it seems more and more likely that Yedlin is going to move from Newcastle. Like, <laughs> the relationship between them is not good, uh, unfortunately. It sucks because I'm a big DeAndre Yedlin fan. He's always been one of my my more favorite players. Um, 
from when I first started watching American, uh, the USMNT to even now. I'm a big DeAndre Yedlin fan, and I want him to succeed. So, you know, if he can move to China and play, get paid, obviously, <laughs> because China's China brings in guys that aren't Chinese and they pay them pretty well, then go do it, man. Uh, but there's a, I also saw, like, there's major interest from Besiktas, where Tyler Boyd is in Turkey. So, I don't know. I mean, the money's probably not there for him to move to MLS. He's still relatively young, so I don't know if he'd want to take the pay cut yet for MLS. But, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it seems very likely that he's going to move away. If you want my personal opinion, I think he ends up in China. As I as I think about it more. I think he ends up in China. All right. Uh, we're into center backs. So, you know, right backs. Pretty filled up in that pool. Uh, center backs, Cameron Carter-Victors. He's at Tottenham, gets loaned to Bournemouth, takes a while for him to get into the system, takes a while for him to you know, get healthy, I think was a majority of it, get back in shape. And now he's playing. It looks like he's starting. It looks like he could be a real centerpiece for Bournemouth moving forward. They could find themselves back in the Premier League next year. I mean, you never know. There's always that fight per, for promotion in the championship um, but reports are, I mean, that's not really the report. The report is that there's a lot of interest to make this loan move permanent. Now, I have not heard a better idea <laughs> than this one. I mean, Cameron Carter-Vickers has been, well, okay, let's see how many clubs I can name off the top of my head just right away. Uh, Luton Town, Swansea, Stoke. Oh. I had one, and I lost it. Anyways, he's been all over the place, right? Like, he has been almost anywhere you can think of in the championship. Um, for him to make the move permanent, it'd be very beneficial to him. Obviously, he was the you know up-and-coming kid. He was the next great center back. He was going to be uh, the quote-unquote savior for regarded as a savior for the U.S., right? Um, it didn't work out, you know? And he hasn't he hasn't been able to get it done in Tottenham, uh, but I think the, a lot of the reason of that is because he has not been able to establish himself. Um, oh, yeah, Ipswich, forgot that team, and then Sheffield. So, you know, he's been to one, two, three, four, five, now six t- teams on loan, and it's just like, you know, no player can establish a rhythm and establish a real, you know, conducive relationship with their teammates, their coaches, the system, anything like that, if they're not in a place for more than a season. Uh, it's one of the very frustrating things about guys like Matt Miazga too, right? Like, or just a lot of players on these big teams, uh, especially in England, that continue to get loaned out and just can't establish their careers, like if you're going to loan them this much, just get, just get rid of them, you know, sell them. So there's a lot of interest, I think from Bournemouth here to make this move permanent. And if I'm Cameron Carter Vickers, I am, I'm urging this to be a permanent move. Uh, it's a team that I can build my career with. I'm Cameron Carter Vickers is only 23. You know, um, I think a lot of us tend to think he's older because he has been around for a long time. Um, in our minds, right? Like he, you know, he got promoted to the senior team in 2016 for Spurs. And then the next thing you know, he's out on loan uh, in 2017. So he might feel older because he has been around for a long time. 
but he's still young. He still has a lot to look forward to in his career. And if the loan move is permanent, I think it's very beneficial to him. It's very beneficial to him. Um, because the fact of the matter is, Bournemouth is a fringe Champions League team. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Not Champions League team. Bournemouth is a fringe Premier League team year on, year out. They're always right around the uh, promotion relegation line, whether they're in the Championship or the Premier League. And you know what? That's a perfect spot for someone like Cameron Carter-Vickers to be where he can be challenged, he can be pushed, but he can also you know, display his talent and he can play at a high level. So, yeah, I hope it, I hope it's permanent for him because that's what he needs. And he can still totally get in the pitcher for the U.S. men's national team, right? Like, he can be on this 2022 uh, World Cup team like a lot of us, I think, want him to be. I want him to be. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I want him to be there. The, there's a lot of question marks, you know, pretty big ones around the center back pool right now. Um, I don't know if we're totally know if we totally know who the partner is with John Anthony Brooks. And if John Anthony Brooks isn't healthy, then who are our two best, best guys? You know, Cameron Carter Vickers, you know, throw your name in the hat, dude, get on a permanent team, get established and show us what you can do. Show us what you can do. Okay, Justin Glad is where we'll go next at the center backs. Uh, I mainly want to throw him in here because he signed a contract extension with RSL. Uh, no moves, rumored or anything. I don't know if there ever would will be. You know, maybe he's kind of like an Eichel Power type of player that's really good MLS player and never really gets out of MLS. We'll have to see. Um, but there's one of two reasons you kind of do something right like this, right? Like you sign players to extensions, give them a little more money. Because you want them to stay, and you just keep them on your team, or <laughs> you want them to have a bigger price tag if they get a transfer. So um, it's it's kind of like what Dallas did with Reggie Cannon, right? They gave him that contract where it was like so much money that they had to get rid of him. Uh, and this isn't necessarily the same type of situation, but that's kind of something that happens, right? Like you give guys money and then it makes it more favorable to you if you sell them on because their price tag has increased. Um, Aaron Long. Aaron Long, obviously with the Red Bulls, he's 28. Uh, he's getting a little older. So if he's going to make the jump, he's got to make it now. There was a lot of interest last year from West Ham, right? And that deal was so close to being done and then it fell through. I wish he would have went. Man, he could have. he could be a Premier League player for sure. Um, so there's always the interest from England with Aaron Long. It's always a rumor that we see. Uh, does it get done? I don't think so. The money's probably not there this year for a lot of teams. So very disappointing, but we'll have to keep watching. Um, I haven't heard any hard rumors, you know, the, in this transfer window, maybe in the summer. Uh, his age does play factor into it, though. You know, yeah, it, it, uh, you know. Aaron, Aaron Long, man, he's going to be one of these guys that – you think about and be like, why was he never in a better league? You know, I mean, MLS is fine, but he, I feel like, is a Premier League caliber player. Maybe not on like a best team, uh, one of the best teams, but a team like West Ham, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see, Mark McKenzie. He moved to Gank recently. Reported six million dollars transfer fee. Huge transfer, I feel like, for a young American center back. That's that's impressive. Um, obviously, good money for Philadelphia, too, right? Like, huge. $6 million. That's great. Um, and then he made his debut. Good for Mark McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, he's totally 
moved up the jet the depth chart for me not only because he now is playing in europe um but just because he brings a lot of good attributes he could potentially be that center back partner that we're looking for uh in 2022 you know he i don't know if he's like a left center back necessarily but he has a really good left foot uh, but he also has a good right foot. Like, he's very ampedestric. Ampedestric? Crap, I can't say that. Anyways, he can use both of his feet, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Gank, side note, is a good place for players to be to then move on to the next level. Um, Gank and then Ghent, you kind of get those two confused. But there are two teams in Belgium, and they are known, I feel like, for producing good talent to put in big leagues. Um, a guy's uh, a, a guy that you'll probably, a lot of you will probably know, maybe, is uh, Kudabali. I believe he's a Senegalese player, uh, international player. He plays for Napoli. There's always tons of rumors around him about going to, like, the biggest of big clubs in the, in the world. Um, but anyways, he come out of Genk, you know? There's a real pathway, I think to get to bigger clubs, and Mark McKenzie's that good. Okay, Matt Miazga. We're still in the center backs. Matt Miazga, uh, obviously he's on loan at Anderlecht, but reports are he's super happy, and he would be down to making the move to Anderlecht permanent. You know what? Same thing with Cameron Carter-Vickers. I don't think I got to say like too much more than I already did about Cameron Carter-Vickers making his loan move permanent, but Miazga, a lot of the same things apply. He hasn't been able to settle. He hasn't been able to get integrated in a system. He's been bounced around. He was in France. He was uh, in Denmark, wasn't he? Like, the guy's been all over the place. Settle him down and let him play somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so if his loan move goes permanent in Anderlecht, I think it's great. He's been playing a lot there. Okay, uh, moving on with the center backs. We're Bobby Pierre, yeah, a name that might be unfamiliar to some of you guys. Anyways, he was a he was in the RSL youth system, um, which is obviously a great system. When you think about good youth systems, you think about like RSLs, Arizona, California, uh, Utah kind of trio type of system that they got, which is great. Puts a lot of players out. Uh, New York, obviously, Dallas, Philadelphia's on the up and up. Um, yeah, so. This is a guy that come out of the RSL youth system. There's tons of players that have been moving to Europe recently out of this youth system. There's even guys that are current USMNT players that were in the RSL youth system. So it's it's a good pipeline. Um, anyways, he he moved over to Strasbourg, Strasbourg, you know, if you want to say it all fancy-like, which is a team in France. Uh, he's with their U19s. He's only 18, so, you know, uh, you need center back depth, and I'm really really watching for center backs coming up. Uh, anyone that I can put on the list, get on the radar, uh, that is going to add some depth to the center back pool because obviously, you know, John Anthony Brooks is far ahead of anyone that we have right now. And there's a big cluster of dudes that are like behind him that could be his partner, but no one sticks out. And then you got like not a lot of young depth below that. So, you know, it's nice to see Mark McKenzie coming up and uh, Chris Richards for some young depth. So I'm very conscious of any center backs moving up or moving over to Europe, you know, that can produce or can come in and contribute. So that's a name that you guys uh, will now know if you didn't before. Tim Ream, we all know Tim Ream, not a USMNT fan of his, but, you know, hey, um, 
I, I do think he'll be phased out over this next year for sure. But uh, he's on the list, so we got to talk about him, of course. It seems like he's out of contract with Fulham, I'm pretty sure. And I believe St. Louis is starting up an MLS team. Lots of talk that he's going to go to uh, this St. Louis team because I think he's from that area and everything. So you know he'll play with them for the last few years of his career. Um, so yeah, we might see Tim Ream in the MLS after a long stay uh, with Fulham. Uh, Chris Richards, obviously we all know he's at Bayern Munich. I think he's been playing more with the B team this year. Uh, well, yeah, as the seasons went on, I guess, because he was playing with the first team a little bit. But as the season has continued, you know, he's kind of got pushed back down to the B team. That's fine. He needs to develop. It's all good. Um, there's a lot of speculation about a loan move. Uh, there's been some teams in Germany, in, in Germany, Spain, Netherlands that have all expressed interest in getting him on a loan deal. I think it'd be good for his career because when it comes right down to it, man, he, uh, yeah, he, he could use a loan move because if he has all this potential, he needs to be playing against higher level competition than probably the third division in Germany. And let's see what he can do at a higher level. Uh, obviously, one of the big ones that has been talked about a lot is uh, Union Berlin or Union Berlin. Uh, right there in Germany, they're a Bundesliga team. And I feel like he could probably walk in and potentially just start right away on that team. I felt like a lot of us thought this loan move was going to happen over the summer, and it didn't. So. It doesn't seem like it's going to because, you know, the transfer window is closing rather rapidly on us. But, yeah, um, I hope that it happens, though. I think Chris Richards could use a lone move right now in his career. Okay, that's all for center backs. Let's get into left backs. Left backs, uh, not a lot of guys and not really, like, a ton to talk about necessarily as far as movement. But, you know, we'll get into it. So Marco Farfan, um, you know, he was on the, the last December camp roster. He obviously wasn't included in this one. I'm not sure how, what his his future is with the U.S. men's national team. It's it's kind of murky for him. Um, but anyways, he moved from Portland to LAFC. I think a, a upgrade for him uh, personally. I think LAFC's system's good, and I think if I'm not mistaken, he could you know be a, a starter there. We'll have to see. Chris Gloucester talked a little bit about him in the last episode. He. Uh, Seems to be on the outs with PSV. It seems like they don't want to bring him back in. He hasn't been able to break in to the first team like Richie Ledesma did. Um, so, yeah, he's just kind of been hanging out with the youth setup. And, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like he's coming back in to PSV. Um, so I, there was a lot of reports saying, like, oh, he'll probably go to Red Bulls. He'll probably be back in MLS. And uh, that was fine with me. I could not see that happening because... I think Chris Gloucester is talented enough to be a good MLS player, actually. Um, but then it recently came out <laughs> that Newcastle's really interested in him, which is funny because they're on the outs with another American, DeAndre Yedlin, but they are interested in Gloucester. Um, so sure, bring him in, see what happens. It's a Premier League team. Uh, it would be an upgrade from a PSV, and especially considering you haven't been able to break into the first team, um, if Newcastle wanted to bring you in and try you out, it could, it could, I mean, not saying it will, but it could uh, work out. Why not? If not, you know, I'm sure the Red Bulls would love to have him back. I believe he was in their youth setup 
uh, before he made the jump over to PSV. Um, a left back, Jonathan Gomez. Some of you guys not might be familiar with him. He's a Louis Louisville City kid. Um, yeah, so it's a USL team in America, and he's over in Europe trialing with a bunch of teams. I've seen in um, Portugal. So he has, you know, he's kind of one of these guys that's on a USL roster that hasn't got a lot of attention, but he's really talented. And a lot of people that are kind of like following the the youth setups are pretty high on the kids. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the pool needs some left backs, right? Needs a lot of left backs. So <laughs> uh, if we can find some talent there, that'd be great. So that's all the left backs I got. I mean, not a lot to talk about there, right? Okay, let's move into the midfield. Midfield, Brennan Aronson, like we said, moved to Salzburg. Uh, great for Philadelphia. I think his transfer deal was also right around $6 million, so Philadelphia gets a cool $12 million from McKenzie and Aronson. He made his debut. He scored. Oh, fantastic. Um, and, I, and I think he actually made, like, his, you know, professional debut instead of just a friendly debut as well so very cool for him uh he factors in the national team of course and if he continues going he'll be uh he'll be in germany probably with that rb leipzig team he could join uh caden cal no caden clark sorry caden clark and uh, tyler adams there so yeah that'd be cool uh cole bassett's another guy he's playing with colorado right now uh, a young midfielder, but he's drawn a lot of interest from Austria, and then a team in Switzerland that's I don't that I don't know very well. But uh, he's on the radar for some smaller clubs in Europe, which hey, that's a launching pad to the next level. So sure, dude, go for it. Why not? Um, but there was a reported bid put in by Freiburg, who's in Germany, uh, in the top tier in Germany, and supposedly. Colorado turned it down because it wasn't enough money. They wanted more money, um, which, you know, why not? If you can demand more money for an American player, do it. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, John Luco Busio is where we're at next, sporting KC. He's young. He's on the radar of about every team in Italy. Uh, and then I recently saw as well that he's being monitored by Barcelona. Which, uh, wow, that'd be that'd be crazy, huh? Uh, three players, three Americans in Barcelona, that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, he's he's heavily on the radar of For- Fiorentina. Uh, I think there was even like an attempted move there last summer, but it, it didn't work out. Uh, but Juventus, Roma, and Napoli. I mean, you can't get much bigger in Italy than these teams right here. They're all looking at him very very carefully, and if you had to. If you had to press me, he'll end up in in Italy, I think, by summer's end, honestly, in the summer transfer window. Um, I believe that he has, like, Italian heritage, so he might even have, like, an Italian passport, which, hey, uh, which, okay, I could be wrong, so I'm not going to verify that. Uh, Well, I can look it up on Transfer Marked, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he has a Italian passport. But if he did... And they didn't have to spend a non-EU player spot on him. That'd be big. So yeah, like his citizen, he does have Italian citizenship. Says transfer marked. So hey, um, yeah, make the move, boy. Go for it. Uh, he was obviously born in North Carolina, but his heritage 
thus the name Busio, I'm pretty sure, it it goes back to Italy. So I feel like they could bring him in, like an Italian team could bring him in and then not have to use uh, one of those very coveted non-EU player spots on him. So, hey, I think, uh, I think yeah, honestly, though, I think Busio's gone by the summer if he's, if he's not in the next couple of days, I guess. Christian Kappas. So if you guys remember, he was kind of he was on the January camp roster last year. He's over in Denmark with Hobro IK. They got demoted, and then a lot of stuff went down. Uh, excuse me, relegated. Sorry, they got relegated down in the second division, and then a lot of stuff happened with him, like not being on the roster or something. And they were like, "Oh, we're gonna deport you out of the country." It got crazy. People thought he was gonna come back and play uh, for the expansion team Austin in MLS. They got him reinstated, but you know he's a phenomenal player, and he doesn't need to be playing in the second division. So um, there's a lot of talk that he will be moving, and the team that's come up that seems to be the favorite is the team Haji Wright plays for. I'm not going to try and say it because it's a tough name, uh, but it's like Sondrisky or something. Well, I just tried to say it, so but I, I know I got that wrong. Anyways, it's the it's where Haji Wright is playing, and it'd be a good move because he. He's like a fringe USMNT player, and he doesn't need to be in the second division in Denmark, I'll tell you that. Um, the next one I want to talk about, obviously you guys know this, Caden Clark, um, but this is just kind of a refresher for all you guys. He will be moving to RB Leipzig when he's 18. He's 17, so you know it's going to be happening soon. Okay, Dwayne Octavius Holmes is where we go next with Darby County. He's 26 now. Darby County got a new manager, Wayne Rooney. Uh, you know, poo-poo on Wayne Rooney right now, man. He doesn't like Dwayne Holmes. Uh, for whatever reason, he just doesn't think that Dwayne Holmes factors into Darby County's, you know, future. That's fine. Uh, there's a lot of talk that he will be moving to Huddersfield Town. Now, I believe Huddersfield is where he actually started his career. Um, so, I, you know, it's kind of like he's going home, I guess you could say in a way. Um disappointing. Uh, Dwayne Holmes obviously kind of fallen out of a lot of the eyes of people in USMT circles. He hasn't been playing much. He hasn't been healthy. Uh, and Wayne Rooney doesn't like him. So you know what? <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Gosh. Um, Richie Ledesma. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I mean, I'm sure you do, of course, but he was called into those international games where we only had the international players and everything. And played well. Thought he's a uh, you know, up-and-coming star for the U.S. He's breaking into the PSV team. Everything's going great. You know, within the span of, like, a week or something, he's starting for PSV. He's getting an assist for PSV. He's in the USMNT system. Then he gets a goal for PSV. Like, all this stuff is happening for him. And then he tears his ACL in December um, towards the end of the year. And, man, so heartbreaking to hear for him. I hope his recovery is very speedy. Obviously, you know, it's 9 to 12 months for an, for an ACL. And with this packed schedule, we needed some depth, and he would have contributed in that winger position. But nope, as I throw my paper in frustration. You, you just hate to see injuries, you know, especially with a guy that's as talented in his ability to move and be shifty and crafty on the ball like Ledesma. You just hope... You know, you just hope with everything you got that the a major knee injury with the ACL does not hamper his development and, you know, doesn't take away what he can do really well, which is be quick um, and use his speed on the ball. 
Uh, Weston McKinney, yeah, we all know. He's at Juventus. He just won a trophy. Good for him. Uh, I love Weston McKinney, my favorite USMNT player. I saw some people saying, you know, this is the best player in the USMNT system right now. Who, well, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say yes or no to that, but I will say he's my favorite player, um, so you know where I lean on that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, his move from Schalke, the loan deal, is it's going to be permanent at this point, right? Like, uh, Juventus has pretty much come out and said, hey, this loan move is going to be permanent. Obviously, he is a, as a team, they are a much better team with him in the starting lineup than when he's not. So, uh, you know, all you McKinney doubters out there, you know who you are. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were wrong. <laughs> Love Weston McKinney. What an animal. Um, okay, Georgie Mahalovich. He moved to Montreal from Chicago. Uh, fantastic move. Oh, Montreal is building something, I believe, in MLS right across the border. Uh, Terry Henry, obviously, would love to have him as a coach. And Chicago is kind of a mess. So I'd be very happy if I was Mahalovich for getting out of that situation. He's obviously another fringe type of player for the U.S. national team. And a move to Montreal, I think, will be very beneficial to him uh, in his development, you know, he's 22. He could be an Olympic type of guy. Uh, Andres Pereira, I mentioned this on the last show, but, you know, just a refresher. He did make the one-time switch to the U.S. from Columbia. I hope that he plays in January. We want to see what he has. So very happy to see that. Paxton Pomacall, I think he's coming back from injury soon. Uh, obviously, you know, he broke onto the scene, and then he tore his ACL, and we were all very sad uh, to see that. So... He's got to get back in the mix, man. He is, you know, a lot of people say he is one of these players that we are going to put up on this podium as, like, the best of the best U.S. players of the future. You know, like Tyler Adams, Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, Chris Richards. You know, he's on that level. Uh, if he's not healthy, though, we can't see that, right? So he's got to get healthy, and I hope he factors in as the summer goes uh, with his team with Dallas and obviously, with uh, the national team. And worth mentioning, uh, there was a lot of interest from Germany before he did get injured. So, you know, maybe that interest will kind of be lower than it was before with the injury. But uh, I hope it's still there because kid's talented, kid deserves uh, a lot of money from a big European club. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Okay, Gio Reyna. So he's at Dortmund. We all know what he's doing. He's fantastic. Uh, people are going crazy over this kid. He's cooled off a little bit. Uh, as the new year has come into play. But with his big contract extension that he recently signed, uh, this has put him on the this has put him on the radar of a lot of big European clubs, right? Like, you know, not gonna get too crazy, but uh Real Madrid anyone? You know, Gio Reyna at Real Madrid? Oh man, I think people would lose their minds if we had a, a big time player at Real Madrid. That'd be crazy, man. That'd be crazy. Anyways, so he's gonna be on the moving forward only being 18, doing the things he is right now, and then being on this contract extension with Dortmund, who's known for moving on young players and getting a lot of money for him, i.e. Christian Pulisic. Um, he's going to be on the radar of big clubs, you know, England, the Manchesters, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, potentially Bayern Munich. You know, we're talking the biggest of the big. And he could potentially make that move in the next couple of years. Obviously, you know, this is all speculation on my part, but the contract extension, it's a good sign. 
So James Sands, uh, midfielder for NYCFC. Obviously, you know, he gets a lot of, of uh, he gets a lot of like, what's the word? I don't know. He just gets overlooked, I guess you can say. Um, he wasn't on this January camp roster. I thought he should have been. He really helps out NYCFC. He's going to have a bigger role now that uh, they lost Ring in the midfield. He's going to have to play a little bigger. You know, he's young still, but he's getting a lot of interest from Belgium and the Netherlands. Um, you know, I could see him making a move over to Belgium and playing for somewhere over there, kind of like uh, Mackenzie is playing with Genk. So over the next couple of years, James Sands, I think, will work his way into the national team pitcher, uh, if he hasn't already for some people. And then he'll be over in Europe, I hope. Uh, Tanner Tessman. So Tanner Tessman, like I mentioned in the last episode, I'm super high on Tanner Tessman. He has the ability to be very good, I think, and do a lot of very productive things in the midfield uh, for the U.S. men's national team. With that being said, he's obviously in this Dallas system that is known for producing crazy talent and moving them on, and then that talent being very successful at the next level, right? They got the pipeline over to... Uh, Bayern Munich, kind of, you know, they've set up like a, an agreement with them. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of interest from Germany, uh, specifically Dortmund. Is they really interested in Tanner Tessman? Bayer Leverkusen is really interested in Tanner Tessman. And then the one I kind of find intriguing is Schalke. Now, we are, you know, we know the story of Schalke. Uh, they're kind of a mess. But there have been so far two Americans that have, developed and come out of the Schalke system. And if you look at the youth ranks in Schalke, in Schalke's youth ranks, uh, there's a lot of Americans on the up and up in those youth ranks. So it's it's a good place for Americans to develop. It's a huge club. Like, I know they're not very good right now, but historical terms, they're huge. Their fan base is huge. Their city is invested in them. One of the biggest rivalries in all of European soccer is Dortmund and Schalke, right? It's it's a crazy rivalry. So it's a place to go to be successful. Uh, but, you know, Dortmund, if they're on the list as well, another good place. Leverkusen, I mean, when you think of a midfielder that's coming out of there recently, you know, you think of Kai Havertz that just moved to Chelsea for a lot of money too. <laughs> um, they have potential too. There's also like the Jamaican Leon Bailey in Leverkusen, I think. So, you know, kind of a CONCACAF connection we can draw there. Um, but yeah, I by summer's end, you know, kind of like Busio, Tessman wouldn't surprise me if he's gone over to Europe. Get him out of here. Uh, not because we don't want him here, just because I want him in Europe, <laughs> producing and playing at a high level. All right, you guys know where we're going next. <laughs> no, just kidding. You don't know where we're going next. Uh, but I know what's coming next. Yeah, the moans and groans. Just get him out of the way right now. Uh, Will Trap. Yep, yep. I know. Uh, Will Trap. he's on my list, so, you know, I talk about him. Uh, say what you want. He's not really part of the picture anymore. But anyways, he moved from Inter-Miami to Minnesota United. It's a good move for him. Uh, it's a place where I think he'll be able to showcase, like, what Will Trap actually does uh, better than he would have with Miami. <laughs> and, you know, if you want a little quick insight on my mind here, Inter-Miami's not going to be very good under Phil Neville. That is just my opinion. Uh, so, you know, if you guys follow MLS at all, we're going to be starting an MLS show coming up. Me and Carson, who does the NFL, you know, podcast with me, that's who's going to be doing that show. So if you guys are interested, you know, tune in. Uh, we'll talk about this stuff. But anyways, yeah, 
even though Real, Will Trapp hasn't been in the picture for a while, he's still on my list, and it's worth mentioning. So, all right, you can stop moaning and groaning and tuning out Will Trapp. <laughs> we're moving on. Uh, Paul Ariola. Okay, so we're going to go to wingers. Paul Ariola is where we're at next, and he's with DC. But how long is he going to be with DC? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully not long uh, because, you know, he did recently return from the ACL tear. Uh, fantastic to see him back. He factors into the U.S. men's national team, potentially still. Anyways, uh, Swansea City. When we all know Swansea City right now, obviously. Drawing a lot of interest for a potential loan move. Oh, does this sound familiar? Uh, loan move over the next six months. Oh, man, this sounds like someone else I know. Um, so, yeah. There's a lot of speculation that we could have two Americans in Swansea City for the next six months. Ooh, it could be cool. It could be cool. Um, something to keep in mind with this move, though, is that the ownership group of DC is also a lot of the ownership group of Swansea. So, you know, kind of some inside type of play going on here. You know, uh, hopefully it's all on the up and up, though. And if Ariola does get a move, I'm happy for him. I hope that he does. You know, I think he's ready. He feels like a player to me that has outgrown the MLS and needs to be tested at the next level. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe you disagree. But he he could, I think, go to the next level. Let me know what you guys think about that, though. Like I keep saying, at electricsportstalk at gmail.com is where you can get in touch or Instagram and Twitter. Want to hear your guys' opinion. Uh, Jordan Morris is where we're at next. You know, we just talked about what's going on with Paul Ariola and the speculation around the move for Paul Ariola to Swansea. Well, take everything I just said about Ariola and say it's official. <laughs> um, yeah, Morris is going to Swansea City on a six-month loan. If it doesn't work out, he's coming back to Seattle, of course. Um, but hey, Jordan Morris is 26 people. Um, when I think about Jordan Morris, I think he's older than that. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I, I feel like, like I was talking to someone about this and I was like, oh, he's like 28 or 29 or something. So yeah, it's about time for him to go to Europe, I guess, if it hasn't already passed him by. And then I look and I'm like, oh wait, he's 26. Like he is way younger than I thought. Um, you just kind of tend to lose track of players ages when you're thinking about so many guys, right? In these pools. So here's the thing with Jordan Morris. If, if he, okay, number one, he is good enough to make it in Europe. He's good enough to play on high-level teams, I think. Because we see what he does in the MLS. And when foreign players, you know, specifically South American players, do the things that he does in the MLS, they get moved to big teams in Europe. Or they have the ability to get moved to big teams in Europe. Uh, so no reason why he couldn't. And the interest is obviously there. Now everyone's like, oh, Swansea a championship team that's a second division team in england why would you go there all right i'll tell you guys uh and i'm sure you know you've heard this opinion and you've heard a lot of takes on it so you know my take could be similar from what you've already heard but the fact of the matter is swansea does not have a lot of attacking options i don't feel like i feel like uh one of their attacking threats is getting older and they need a replacement Jordan Morris can be that replacement. They need more goals. They need to score. Uh, they are in a prime promotion battle, people. They need everything they can, like, they need all the help they can, they can get. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, top two spots in the championship go right up, and 
three through six go into a playoff. So right now, Swansea is second. You know, like they're in promotion spot. So uh, many of you will probably wonder why this is happening, why a second division team. It's, I think, with the intent to play in the Premier League next year and contribute in a big way to a team that doesn't have a lot of scoring options right now. Uh, think about this, people. Uh, they gave him the number 11. He's number 11 on Swansea. He just got there, and they gave him the number 11 shirt. Like, yes, obviously there are uh, question marks because we don't know exactly what's going to happen with it. But if you're giving a player number 11 on his first, you know, as soon as he gets there, you have high expectations. He's going to be part of this team. Obviously, he's got to get in a little bit of shape because he hasn't been playing for, what, like a month or two? And once he does, it seems like he'll step right into the first team and play right away. So uh, I'm happy for Jordan Morris, and I hope you are too. Okay, Chris Mueller. Chris Mueller. Oh, yeah. Uh, 24-year-old with Orlando City. You know, like I was saying on the last show, he's a college kid, so he's a little older, even though he's just breaking onto the scene. Anyways, he's being monitored by a lot of teams in the Netherlands, is what I saw. Uh, now, he's probably good enough to get to that next level. Maybe not right away, though, right? Like, maybe he'll have to spend another year or two in MLS and see. But, yeah, I think he can do it. Uh, Netherlands seems to be his speed. Maybe he could go to, like, a you know higher top team, you know, somewhere around the top of the table team in the Netherlands and play pretty well. Uh, Yunus Musa. So I have him listed as a winger. I know he doesn't play a winger, but, you know, that's just where I have him listed because that's where he plays with Valencia. Anyways, he's the dual national, right, guys? So England totally had him before we swooped in and kind of took him. <laughs> Not officially took him, but are trying to take him. Anyways, um... It seems more and more likely that he will be a U.S. player. <laughs> uh, I saw some stuff recently that he follows a bunch of USMNT stuff on his social medias. He hardly follows any English players or English, you know, accounts or anything like that. So the the Eunice Musa, you know, can't spell Musa without USA. It seems more and more likely that he will be indeed a U.S. player. It'll be a big deal, you know. So, you know, let's uh, let's brace in case it doesn't happen. But it seems more and more likely that's going to happen. Also, he did sign a new contract with Valencia. Fantastic, Valencia though is in a mess right now financially. Uh, they have a lot of problems. So, guess who's on the radar? Uh, for a lot of English Premier League teams, that's right, Yunus Musa. Um, I feel like Arsenal was one of the big teams watching him. Uh, man, I should have wrote that down. But yeah, there was there was a few big teams in England monitoring him, and this contract that he signed could make it more and more likely that he moves. So, you know, we'll be talking about Yunus Musa playing on a big Premier League team and being a USMNT international. Oh yeah, I love it. All right, let's go to the strikers. Quite a few to talk about actually. Um, but let's start with Io Akinola. So. Not a move from Toronto, but he was called into the Canadian national team camp. So, we might lose Io Akinola uh, to the Canadians. You Canadians. You took Jonathan David. Now you're going to take Io. You know what? Ah. Anyways, so, but, you know, the, the depth pool, the pool is deep at striker, and there's a lot of talent. So, 
we'll keep watching this Akinola, you know, uh, saga, I guess you can call it, see uh, where he lands, you know. Canada, America. I think he's also eligible for Nigeria too, so hopefully the Canadians don't impress him. <laughs> okay, Corey Baird, uh, another guy that I know hasn't been involved in the team very much, but I had to put this one on here. Um, he moved from RSL to LAFC. Now, this is big, man. I think this is big for Corey Baird. Uh, for him, him personally, I think it's an upgrade. He'll be in a better system with better players around him. Uh, better coach for sure that will be able to utilize him in better ways. I think they need someone like Corey Baird if he's going to play that striker position for him. It could be really good. Um, but for an international standpoint, if Corey Baird got rolling uh, on the club scene like he was when he was first getting included on the teams when Burhalter took over, he could be another forward striker. You know that puts his name in the hat and put some more depth in the pool. So, you know, some of you might kind of be questioning why I'm even talking about Corey Baird, but keep in mind, depth is is needed, right, all the time. All the best countries have depth. You know, they they can go five, six, seven players deep and have good, talented guys come up behind them. So, you know, someone in the top goes down, you can reach for a guy like Corey Baird who could potentially be successful with LAFC. Uh, Cade Cal. So Cade Cal, he was also in this. He's you know striker at San Jose. He was also in this report I saw that Barcelona was monitoring Busio. He's also being monitored by Barcelona. So that's cool. Uh, obviously, Cade Cal has a lot of potential. I think has a lot of potential, and he could play a lot this year for San Jose, depending on if Wondolowski you know can't play much or you know with age and everything. Jeremy Abobasi, man, one of the guys that got cut from the from the senior team. Didn't make that jump from that U23 roster. Um, sorry, that was my phone. Uh, he is drawing interest from Greece. Like, how weird is that? Not not a lot of Americans I can think in Greece. Uh, Olympiakos, you know, popped up on the radar for Jeremy Abobasi. We'll see if that move gets done in the summer. Uh, but yeah, Abobasi, he could, he could play in Europe, man. Like, no reason he couldn't. Um, okay, Matthew Hoppy. I mean, I just want to talk about him because he's lighting it up for Schalke, one of the bright spots for Schalke right now, and a very, very sad, sad season for Schalke. Um, I hope that he continues to do well. He didn't do great with in their loss to, uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Oh, Bayern Munich, yeah, of course. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I just saw that he didn't register a shot, so you know, I'm assuming he didn't play super great. Didn't score a goal, I guess, you know, so, ah, disappointing. Come on, Hoppy, you got to score those goals. Um, yeah, so he's on the radar now, man. The the young strikers, man, they're making their name known. It's it's great. Josh Sargent, yeah, Josh Sargent. Did you see his crazy goal? That was awesome, man. Like, that was a freaking laser from outside the box. I loved it. Uh, got to love Josh Sargent. For me, the the way he keeps performing consistently for Veta Bremen, you know, who I know isn't that great, but the way he keeps performing, he's becoming the number one striker option. And if he can start replicating some some starts that he has with Veta Bremen with the national team, yes, he will be the starter and he will be great. Um, okay, Sebastian Soto. This is big news. Sebastian Soto, man, he got recalled to Norwich City. Now, there was a lot of speculation this would happen, um, 
but it didn't seem like it was going to. And then all of a sudden, the the transfer window gets a little closer to being closed, and it happens. He gets recalled to Norwich from Telstar, which was like a second division team in the Netherlands where he was tearing it up. So obviously Norwich is like, okay, well, we can't just let you stay over there. Uh, come back. So he does, and there's two things that are going to happen. Either he gets the permission to play in England and play for the, Nash, uh, the the Norwich team, which that might not happen because there's weird rules in England that you have to blah, 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 get a work permit or some something. I, I don't know. Uh, so he might not even be able to play with Norwich. We'll have to see. But uh, what seems more likely, at least in my opinion, is that he gets loaned out to a bigger team somewhere else in Europe. And usually, you know, oh, we don't want to see that happen because we want to see him play. But if the restrictions say he can't play, then his best move is going to be to go out to a team that he can be used on and that he can play a lot. Now, I mean, the real most ideal thing is that he just gets into the Norwich City first team and starts playing because uh, Norwich actually has the potential to go back up and be a Premier League team. So next thing you know, we got freaking Paul Ariola, Sebastian Soto, Jordan Morris, uh, Christian Pulisic, Zach Steffen, all in the Premier League. Oh, not a Zoe. Yeah, a lot of guys in the Premier League, and it's like, wow, USMNT, man, look at this. This is crazy. Um, so I hope that he can get this this work permit or whatever they have to do in England and play for the for the first team for Norwich. It would be big for his career, and I think he's he's way good enough to do it, right? Like, we know what he can do. Obviously, he's been tearing it up in that second division in the Netherlands. He looked good when he come in for the U.S. in the minimal time that we have seen him. Uh, we know that at the youth ranks, he looked good. He looked good before he moved away from Germany, but that was for other reasons. Like it, He didn't move away from Germany because he wasn't good enough. Uh, so Soto has a lot, and hey, he has interest from Chile, too, to play for their national team. So we know that Soto can be good. Uh, let's see if he can show it in the championship, because that's a tough league, man. Tough, very physical, and it'd be fun to see him actually play there. Um, I mean, sure, it'd be another team I'd have to watch. Oh, how ah, I have to watch soccer. Wow. Um, (laughs) No, I'd be super happy for him, and I hope it works. I hope it works out for him. I hope he gets that work permit. Uh, But if not, send him to a high-profile club on loan, you know, somewhere where he can play and be successful. All right, the last player that we're going to talk about, another guy that hasn't been in the picture a lot, well, for a while now, but one of my personal favorite players uh, when I first started getting into the U.S. men's national team, it's Bobby Wood. Ah, oh, man. Okay, so he's over at Hamburg or Hamburg, however you say it. Hamburger, you know, that's how it's spelled, but I don't think that's how you say it. Anyways, guys, Bobby Wood's only 28. Um, he's not very old. He's another guy that has been around, and you're like, oh, he's older, you know, like Yedlin. But he's not that old. Um He's on the outs over there in Germany. Things aren't working. He hasn't played for very much for a while. He hasn't scored in a while. Anyways, so there was a lot of rumors last year that he was going to move to Cincinnati, and that didn't work out because they wouldn't give enough money or something. So it's now being reported that, at least on a personal terms, they've agreed uh, to... No, I don't know about personal terms. Anyways, the reports are that... Uh, 
Uh, Bobby Woods coming to MLS, and he's going to be playing for RSL. Oh, and you know I'm excited because, uh, like I've said, I'm an RSL fan. RSL needs some much. They're much in need of a goal scorer. Uh, you know, put the ball in the back of the net. Bobby Wood can do that. Uh, he's still a high level enough player that I think he'll be successful and be able to play really well in MLS. So, you know, it's not impossible to work back into the uh, U.S. men's national team pitcher for Bobby Wood. It seems less and less likely at this point, but he's still there. Um, another guy that I know I didn't have on my list, uh, but, you know, kind of the same situation, Aaron Johansson. He was over in Sweden for Hammerby. Now he's moving back to MLS. I have no idea where he's going. I just know that he's express, expressed interest in coming back to America and playing uh, in the U.S. in the MLS. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but, yeah, those are two guys kind of in the same situation, right, where they're on the outside looking in for the U.S. men's national team. Haven't played a ton, and uh, more playing time, the more they could get into the national team. Um, so, yeah. This is that's all I got, guys. I mean, obviously, there's been tons of movement. If anything else happens, uh, we'll continue to update you guys. I'll try and make this a little more regular of a thing. I've I've told myself I need to start making more USMNT episodes because I I love it. I love the USMNT, and as we get into this cluttered summer, there's gonna be a lot to talk about. So I'm gonna try my best to keep up with it. Hopefully, I'll be able to find a host to do. Uh, some talking with me. If not, you know, yeah, that's fine. Obviously, once again, I can talk a lot and I hope you guys enjoy it. I mean, if you don't, then why are you listening? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this show. This was kind of a whole recap of where some players are, what they're doing, some rumors, stuff like stuff like that. Can't wait for the USMNT game coming up. Trinidad and Tobago, we're coming for you, man. The 31st, you guys better be ready. Uh, hopefully, I'm... S- well, I'm saying this, um, there's been another game announced, I hope, <laughs> I hope, so we'll have to see, but yeah, I'm excited the camp is coming to a close, and we get to see the games, and I can't wait for this year, man, 2021, it's gonna be crazy for the U.S. men's national team, international soccer is gonna be out of control, there's gonna be so much going on with on the international scene in every region around the world, so it's gonna be great. Hope you guys are as excited for it as I am. Um, if you if you enjoyed the episode, you know, rate and subscribe. We'd love it if you'd give us a you know a good rating, five stars. You know, I'm not being too picky though. Tell me what you really think, and uh, you know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Love to have you guys along. I'm doing my best to get more active on those. I kind of suck at social media, like my own personal social media too. So, you know, I'll I'm doing better at that, and. Uh, get in touch with us. You know, email us. Want to hear what you guys have to say? What you have to think? Um, I mean, you don't have to think if you don't want. But <laughs> let me know what you guys. Well, let me know what you guys do think. You know, about what we're talking about. Anything you want to hear about? Any players, teams? I can't go much into the tactical side of things because I'm not as versed with that. But you know, I can try. Uh, but yeah, let me know what you guys want to hear on these episodes because I'm open to a lot of stuff. And like I said, it's just it's just me right now, so I'll be able to take this show wherever I want. So let me know what you guys uh, want to hear about, though. Love to uh, hear from you guys. So that's all for this show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. This has been Electric Sports Talk. Peace out.
for listening to this episode of Electric Sports Talk. Tune in next time as Ty Crystal and guests break down all things sports here on Electric Sports Talk. Our topics include all things soccer, football, basketball, mixed martial arts, motorsports, baseball, golf, hockey, Olympic, and world sports. If you like what we're doing here at Electric Sports Talk, get in touch with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or email us at electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.